So welcome to another episode of It's Not A Man's World podcast. Loving that we're back for the second season and we're thrilled that so many of you are enjoying the listen with us as well. We're your podcast that explores how men deal with relationships in the modern world from that initial message or hello to developing a blossoming romance all the way down to those times of sheer lust and desire. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements of the love thermometer. I'm Dan, I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. I've had my fair share, like all of us, of good and bad experiences along the way. And I'm joined by my old university flatmate, Tom. I've known him for over 10 years. He's currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world. He would regard himself as properly single. And as while the country gets plunged into a, a second lockdown, I'm not sure that's going to change anytime soon. Last week, of course, we had Halloween. This week, it's fireworks night. And I suppose, thinking about this, it's a fortnight that epitomises Tom perfectly because he is capable of giving us all a scare, trust me. And he's also well known for exploding all over back gardens as well. Tom, how are you, mate? <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Dan Wendell and everyone listening. Uh, I always enjoy these introductions. They make my heart sore and then plummet dramatically. Um, yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. It's, I, I think that's a good analogy, to be honest, because I think sometimes I can be quite scary, a little bit of a nightmare to deal with, but then eventually it comes to a, a beautiful bang at the end of it. I come, I come alive like a firework, a beautiful colour creation, if you will. Not so much in a garden, but, you know, in general, I think I'm a pretty good standout explosion kind of guy towards the end of it all. One word, premature. I think I'm you're not, one of those, I'm you not, know, we're paying £10, £12 for a firework display and it's over in six minutes. Tom Taylor in a firework display written all over there. Are, uh, you, are you calling me like National Standard or whatever they used to be called? Those really cheap fireworks that just basically fit her out after like a second yeah yeah they they're very rarely yeah a, a couple of, you get a bit of red you get a bit of green uh hardly any bang either uh to be honest <laughs> a, couple, a couple of bits at the top of the uh the podcast we're going to talk about firstly actually need to make an apology uh we must remain accountable to our audience and last week on the podcast we were talking or the, in the first couple of weeks of the podcast we've been talking about people finding relationships in lockdown and a yes. good friend of ours got in contact and said, I can't believe you two said that you don't know anyone. I've went and got a missus. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I can't. It Literally, we know Phil so well. And we just were like, yeah, we don't know anyone. Literally, the person that connected us, we don't even, we don't even remember. We've literally, we've literally got, I don't know, in the, the year of 2020, I reckon I've got about six mates. <laughs> and I include it's a rock the solid number. And I include one of them. And to think to forgot to kind of forget that one of them has now got a girlfriend. <laughs> it's just anyway, <laughs> Phil, we massively apologize. We'll uh we'll, we'll strive to make sure that we um uh, get things spot on when talking about your love life from now on. If you want us to talk more openly about your love life, send us a message. Congratulations, should we say, to, to Phil yeah. and Haley for making something beautiful blossom during this this difficult time also get straight into this uh me and the girlfriend we know tom have been doing our, our at-home workouts in the nice. year of 2020 i think it's gone one of two ways for a lot of people and for me i've got to say i think i've lost my double chin which is yeah encouraging looks looks like it's gone yeah yeah disappeared less burgers more at-home workouts with joe wicks and i was busy mimicking um this girl the girlfriend finds a an array of different at home workouts. I love to see you in your in your lycra doing one actually, Tom. 
Mate, I've I've got the spandex. I just uh, I just don't broadcast it live. Starting your own workout channel in your spandex. What would we call it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Tom's Tom's hot fitness regime. Oh, very nice yeah. indeed. Because because it, it does what it says. It's Tom. It's hot. Obviously, it's fitness, and most importantly, it's a regime. Hi guys. For the next sixty minutes, we're going to be working on our glutes. <laughs> We're going to make sure you've got an ass that goes for days. So we were following this 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 girl that, that you know that, and uh, I was doing my best impression of her. You know how it is: lips out, hips out. And the girlfriend comes out to me with this, and listen to this. I want your reaction to this, Tom Taylor? Women are just more attractive than men, aren't they? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, maybe that comes from a biased opinion, but I think yeah, women look more attractive when they're doing general things if that doesn't sound ridiculously sexist i do get a bit turned on when they when they're angrily writing an email um at a computer but no in ge- in general i think w- women do look a bit more attractive doing things but then you could you could say like with physical stuff because of you know the way we we perceive our world that women would say men are more attractive doing like physical activity like the gym or working out for example like fixing you know. a fence, painting a fence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Putting sort of, up, putting up some shelves. Yeah, sort of the the physical activity. I would, I would say manly stuff, but that's that's not right. Oh, Bob, go and get your black and decker. <laughs> drill, drill <laughs> that fence in. <laughs> You're doing it for me, Bob. Yeah, see, I think it's very look. It's obvious that women have. How can I put this delicately? Assets. Do men have the same assets we can show off? I mean, it's up to you if you want to show it off. Well, but I would argue, Tom, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I don't know the last time that I saw, I don't know about you, I don't know the last time I saw a really attractive penis. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think that might be good in a, in a good way, particularly for the girlfriend, Dan Wendell. Um, to be honest, I, I see a good one every time I look in the mirror, but that's, that's a completely different story, really. But, you know... It, Obviously, yeah, both sexes have have good assets or gender, shall I say, have good assets. I, sometimes I've, I've, well, I won't say sometimes. That's probably a bit wrong. Like I've walked down the, the street before behind someone, seen someone, they look like they've got a nice bum. It turns out it's a guy and then you go, oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it, it depends on the person, really. You know, we've obviously got this this culture which defines what we think looks attractive. And for us, it's obviously the more like a woman's type frame but uh, everyone can look sexy in whatever they do i know for me when i'm chucking into a toilet after a heavy night out i think i look pretty darn attractive right this week on this is not a man's world podcast good one this one we're going to explore workplace romance can it ever be a good thing it's an interesting talking point uh can it help you get a leg up could it help you get a promotion (laughs) If it does, should you go for it? Tom, what are you thinking, mate? It, should you, you know, straight off the bat, should you see it as an opportunity to improve your standing in the office? <laughs> well, something will certainly be standing if you're doing it in the office. Or squatting. No. Well, yeah, yeah, that probably looks slightly less attractive, though. No is the short answer for me. I, I wouldn't. I think it's very, very cynical to think like that in terms of you know, getting it on with someone in your office for the sake of a promotion. I dare say loads of people have done it. And I've seen people from previous work jobs in the past where they flirted with people 
to or so they flirted with someone higher up trying to impress them which again there's there's no real problem with but you know it, I, I definitely wouldn't say have a leg up to to get a job up for sure i think i think that's that's very wrong in my mind and also as well you got to think you know as much as it's benefiting you at what cost really you know are you are you always going to be known as someone who's going to go too far beyond the pal to to help with the job uh, I'm, i wouldn't be comfortable with that it's interesting i mean i guess the, the obvious thing is question are you mad to take this risk because you've mentioned the word flirt there and it might be regarded as a a harmless flirt in the office Mm. but so often misconstrued a harmless flirt can be so much more dangerous than that can't it i think i think it can i mean first of all i think everyone's entitled to behave however they want to at work as long as it doesn't affect other colleagues but the reality is, is when you when you do flirt with someone, the person you're interacting with may think something different that you can't control, and that that's where you potentially get into an issue. I think there's like there's nothing wrong with having a bit of a flirt at work or a bit of a laugh. You know, you know we all have to enjoy work because at the end of the day, we wouldn't do it if, if we had a choice. If someone I gave love us, that. so that that's saying how you would choose to fill your day. Well, no, I'm saying if 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 you had a choice to do to do work or to flirt and have a laugh you'd, you'd have you'd have a flirt and a laugh wouldn't you of course you would oh i'm about the x's and o's you know me i'm about the spreadsheets i do it for the, I do it for the thrill of microsoft excel mate <laughs> i could imagine you in six months time with your svelte body in your office and you've got all these ladies and men coming up to you flirting you saying sorry sorry i've got to fill out the spreadsheet here. yeah i haven't got time for this nonsense i'm three days behind deirdre back off <laughs> Oh, Deirdre, I know, she's only asking if you want a cuppa. I know you're more attractive than me. We've got that already, but back off, bitch. Um, <laughs> I mean, the interesting one is obviously you read, uh, hear tales of office debauchery. Um, mm-hmm. Is it unfair to expect work colleagues? And that's what a number of those people you work with, some you'll, you'll build and, and kind of forge relationships with, friendships with, but a lot of them will be people that you see almost... Uh, as regular as members of your family, almost as regular as your best friends in the world. You'll be seeing these people often more, but that's what they are. They are work colleagues that you're polite with, that you're cordial with, but they're nothing more. But these work colleagues may have to stay quiet, may have to be careful what they say in public when they know someone is acting often, it happens so much, unfaithfully. Two people get together at work, often they're both in relationship, and all of a sudden, these people that you regard no more as just people that you work with, know a massive part of your life. Yeah, yeah. I, I You know, I've, I've had experience of that happening and I think that's that oh, can be gossip. tough. Gossip. <laughs> or, or by the water cooler. It stays by the water cooler. But you've known things that have been going on and you've had to keep shtum about it. I'm trying to think if it wasn't involving myself. Perhaps not work-wise, potentially, but look, I think I think... You know, with, with work, you can make you can make genuine friends at times. You know, ignore the government saying, "Oh, you know, the debt or advert." I think it was where they said, "Oh, your work's second family." That's absolute bollocks. But you can make genuine friends at work, and sometimes they can get involved in situations which you'd be like a bit, oh, "I don't know about that." And and you do keep your mouth shut for their sake at times, um, even though it doesn't it won't particularly help them going forward, but it probably doesn't help you either. But it's a, it's a challenging one. You know, I would never. I would never discourage anyone 
who wanted, you know, if they felt attracted to someone at work and they decided to build something, that's great. You know, if it, if there are other people involved, obviously, yeah, bloody hell, that's a bit shit. But, you know, these things will happen in a confined situation at times. Like the idea of around the water cooler and they're gossiping. Do you hear what Tom did? Oh, it was him that did it in the plant pot, was it? Not the plant pot, mate. No? There's a reason why the printer got broken in our office several times. Too big, apparently. Too big. Finally, this before we move on, we'll get the get the views of the girlfriend. Um, it's about the thrill of the chase, isn't it? In those work yeah, environments, those sorts of scenarios, it's oh god, you hear tales. You've seen it. Let's be honest. In a number of low budget pawns, <laughs> it's like getting with the boss when yeah. you've got the boss. You've had the flirt. You're at the Christmas party. You've had too much of that rum punch, yeah. That they've been hey, filling up so- in the in the corner under the uh, under the budget Christmas tree, and then the next morning, you your world is in pieces, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You just tell them to stop finishing that email and finish you off instead. You know, it's it's only ending one way. Yeah, look, I I I didn't, look. I I know people who've been quite who are now quite happily together because of work office romance so it can work but obviously when there's situations where people are attached to other people and then through the confines of work they get together with someone else it's not great but these things happen i think you like like we said in previous episodes it's just about being a bit honest about where you are if you need if you need to distract yourself with someone else or something's not working right in your relationship why not try it but at the same time if you're in a loving happy relationship probably best to stay the hell away yes no would you get with somebody at work yeah there you go have you got into something messy in your office corridors like tom have you broke the printer how has it worked for you let us know we'd love to hear from you as always you can either email us at it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at not a man's podcast and again if you want to send something to us anonymously uh, we'll respect that of course love hearing from you get in touch let's bring in now the other opinion on this podcast as you'll know by now the week that you're listening to this a four-week lockdown has come into force in england so got to keep the girlfriend happy you know how it is tom so we're gonna have to rush out and get her the yeah. emergency wine the emergency gin the emergency chocolate did i say the emergency wine <laughs> yeah you did you did anyway here's the girlfriend don't have a workplace romance in my personal experience Obviously, what I've been through, workplace romances don't work. For me, anyway, I know plenty of people are working in big companies. I know a lot of people who are in relationships and have met at work and it's worked out. They have kids, they're married. But no, I just think it's messy. It can can get messy. And if you're on the same team, even messier because you have to see that person every day. And I just think it's quite good to have, like, I don't know, like, compartmentalised areas of your life so work personal because there's nothing worse than having a shit day at work and your partner you work with and then going home to someone you also work with because they're your partner it's just yeah just don't do it and say if it's like an issue in your team and then you're dating someone in your team and you come home and you have dinner and then you're just bringing all those issues at home because what are you going to talk about obviously there's more to talk about than work but it's difficult because if you like to de-stress and chat to your partner about stuff to do with work like with dan i like to moan about work 
knowing full well he has no clue what I'm going on about. This is a very interesting one, actually, because I know plenty of people from my work who have cheated on their partners, and I know people who've known about it and are friends with that person who's been cheated on and haven't said anything. I, too, have had, like, messages from someone in work from someone who whose partner also works at our place. So maybe my place is just full of horny, randy employers. I don't know, employees. I mean, I just, oh, it's, it's so difficult. That's why if someone does cheat on someone in the workplace, blah, blah, and their colleagues know, it's just, it just gets messy. And it's just better to just not involve anyone, have a romance outside of work. Just don't date anyone you work with. I just think the negatives outweigh the positives. But that's just my personal opinion, because I know plenty of people who are quite happy dating someone in work. But I think if you're going to do it, date from different departments, because messy. So I heard that you were discussing what I said at the beginning of the podcast about women are more attractive than men, and I stand by that. There's nothing that attractive, really, about a man naked I mean, Tom, pick up from that. Firstly, the the, the closing statement. Um, wow. She, just, just wow. I don't know if it's the, the the whole, like, where the country is at this moment in time, but she's kind of scared me. Yeah, maybe just ease up on the gin and the wine <laughs> a little bit, mate. I mean, that, that wasn't very complimentary of you, was it? Let's, let's be honest there, lad. And again. <laughs> so as my voice goes deep. Scandalous, by the way. Scandalous. The girlfriend's workplace sounds like a right. Sounds like an absolute shagfest. <laughs> Interdepartment love sounds like not a great thing to be happening. I think the girlfriend's going to be releasing a... We'll keep the details hush us because I think the girlfriend's going to be releasing a 12-part yeah. book, Shagging 9 to 5. Uh, I like the idea of Dolly Parton doing the audio book as well. <laughs> what a way to make a living. Eh? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, scandalous. It's really interesting, Tom. You've said you would... And I think you yeah. probably might have had a little bit of a uh, yeah. little bit of workplace fun. While the girlfriend, no, 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 no to shagging in an open plan office. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do agree with what the girlfriend said. She did have a lot of points there that made sense. I think also what she said as well is that some people do make a success of it. I think the, I think one of the key points she makes, which is right, which is, probably don't do it in the same team because that can make it wholly awkward. I think the key thing for me is if you do get into something with someone at work and it gets a little bit more serious is that eventually one of you has to leave to make it work. There has to be a time frame on that because what, leave, leave work, leave, go work somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Find a, yeah. Find another job. Yeah. Cause I don't think it can work if you're together and working together for years, years, years. Like I've known people who have, successfully found some sort of romance and happiness through work but what's happened is after i'd say no more than a year maybe even under six months is that they've left that job and gone on to somewhere else so they can have that separation like from my experience i'll talk about now i guess i stayed at the place too long and eventually i I, I wasn't really going to leave because she was there but once she left i kind of lost my head basically and it all fell apart for me at that job because I put so much dependence on that person being there which is completely and utterly wrong and that's where it comes into a 
differentiation where you've got to have that if you're going to make it work and make it make it a success is that you've got to, you've got to leave that behind one of you has to leave to make that separation between your lives otherwise you do you are in your lives each other for 24 hours a day and no wonder you you eventually just end up going mad and killing each other probably you can't let the blood how many times have i said you can't let the blood rush to somewhere else <laughs> it's constantly down there mate I can't, I can't pump it anywhere else. It's a problem. That's why I've got such a big ass, by the way. I can't pump it anywhere else. Time now for a new feature. We're bringing to this podcast, this new second season, the feature we like to call Sex Flicks and Chill. Those TV oh, shows, maybe films that go above and beyond to address modern day relationship issues. And of course, what we love, the more peculiar the approach the better for us. Listen to this, Tom. It's called, this week, Love After Lockup. Before I read the synopsis, <laughs> what are you thinking here? I'm guessing it's something to do with someone who's been uh, been imprisoned for, for love. Maybe, maybe they've cu- killed someone for love. Killed someone during lovemaking. Oh, potentially, if it was really that good. Love After Lockup. It's a reality show about couples okay. who have met through prison dating websites <laughs> sorry what prison date um, no i've never heard of that i hang, I, hang on aren't you aren't you not allowed a phone in prison i, I think so you're how, i think you're allowed um a certain amount of time a week online and all oh, right okay. i was gonna uh, say how, how's this legal oh my god I, prison dating was very quickly i i i can't think of anything better than setting you up a profile on a prison dating website <laughs> What what would your name be, Tom? And what would your kind of bio be? Well, I'd, I'd have to have some sort of nickname, wouldn't I? Like to to make me sound sort of hard. Um, maybe something like um, Tiger Tom, um, ready to pounce once we get out of this love shack. Tiger Tom, uh, who I'm sure would do no doubt. So the show, the prison dating website. And it's about after the prisoners released, can they yeah. make love survive? So this is a show that a few seasons it's on UK TV on the TLC channel. And the synopsis nice. reads, once the bars are gone, will their love survive after lockup on the rocky road to the altar? Will the inmates ditch <laughs> their mates as they face shocking first fights and family drama out of the clink? into a relationship, engaged to be married, and the TV show follows all of the drama. This is incredible. I was going to say, why, why is the uh, why is not the programme sort of catchy th- title, like, out of the clink into the stink? I think that'd be a great, great, <laughs> great catchphrase for it. Uh, but in, but it, in all seriousness, no, how, how do you put that profile together? Like, what do you say? Where are you based? HM, HMP Pentonville or something like that. Yeah, I've got an ex, I've got an extra sized room. Why don't you come and see? You know, oh, I've done, I've done arson, so I'm not a murderer, so I'm a good catch. You know, how do, how does that work? I just love like the, the early days of any good relationship should be done through kind of two inches of perspect glass. <laughs> Probably the safest thing, particularly in the current environment. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Absolutely incredible, really. Love after lockup. It's a, it's a, it's a must watch. 
I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I, I, I'm just interested to see what, what the reaction is like when they first meet each other outside of prison. Incredible. Like maybe maybe someone said their bio is like six foot and they're actually five foot two. And just look at the disappointment on someone's face when they say, okay, I'm not six foot. And they go, well, you're not a robber. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I like the idea of that being the issue that why the relationship breaks down is not that they were put in prison for double mass murder. Um, what, by the <laughs> it's way, the what, lies. What did, what did Tiger Tom get put down for? Um, accountancy fraud. <laughs> were you just what, streaming some of the top? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I didn't pay uh, some of my PAYE and that was it. It just led to a spiral, basically. <laughs> Terrible. But, but Shanice and Tiger Tom have never been happier. Oh, I love Shanice. Yeah, she's loyal despite the despite the tax issues. She uh, she loves me, and that's the main thing. And uh, hopefully, a more positive future for the pair of you. I hope so. I hope so. A, a more tax compliant future, I think, which is tremendously important. Yeah, every every good relationship is built on the bedrock of paying regular tax to the government. Of course, exactly. Know your tax code, and your wife will be happy. That's that's what my good old dad used to say to me in prison. I like the idea of that. I think that's something the kind of thing that the Chancellor Rishi Shunak could come out with. <laughs> what, like eat out to help out? Absolutely. I, I know so many relationships over the years that have broke down because people haven't uh, paid their tax. Um, finally, Tom, time for a little bit of Dear Dumbass. Great way for us to finish every week on the podcast. Take us through it, mate. I will do, and it links nicely to what we were just chatting about. Dear Dumbass, my prison pen pal is due to be released soon and plans to move near me so we can start a relationship. But I've not told him I'm married. There was a very difficult patch in my marriage when I found out that my husband had been seeing another woman. I'm 31, he's 33. Do we want names again? I think we want names, and also I think it's important to clarify, has everyone paid their taxes? It isn't made clear. Let's just say that about this dear dumbass. I think they've tried to hide that fact quite quite clearly. I think there's some dodgy, dodgy accounting going on, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, okay. Prison pal is Derek. Yep. Um, woman is uh, Laquisha. And um, she's married to Bob. I think I think Tiger Tom's first child, he'd probably, he'd probably go with a name like Laquisha or something, wouldn't he? I think it'd be a good, great name. Imagine yeah. that, Laquisha Taylor. That would actually be a rocking name. Laquisha anyway. Tiger Taylor. Beautiful. <laughs> He's great. Uh, okay, let's carry on with this. So, so Laquisha started to visit Derek, and oh no, started to write to Derek. Sorry. At first, they just swapped information about themselves, but then Derek sent her a birthday card and got his mum to send flowers. Derek is forty. We speak on the phone most days. He says he loves Laquisha and he's fallen and Laquisha's fallen in love with Derek as well. I know I must tell him I'm married, but I'm scared he won't speak to me again. What should I do? How does one become pen pals with someone in prison? Is it like a like is it like can we all can we all just start writing to in prison? <laughs> you know what I think you know what I think happens, right? Is two people in the office start flirting with each other, someone gets a bit twitchy. AKA the girlfriend goes, why don't you get a pen pal in prison? Why don't you get a pen pal in prison? Write to them, flirt with them. And then it's just turned into this absolute chaos. It's really on Laquisha. Is she happy in her marriage to Bob? And I think, look, the, the, the saying is always, is the grass greener, you know? 
is the grass greener on the other side. She's thinking that something with Derek could be could be better than she has. But at this moment in time, Derek is behind bars. We don't really know what say. Derek's like as a person until he is not behind bars anymore. So I would, if I'm Laquisha, I would be, I would be cautious. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, how can the grass be greener if, if Derek's in prison? <laughs> That's an automatic. The grass definitely ain't greener. At least Bob's a free man. But you can't help falling in love with who you fall in love with. And and another question is, can you be in love with two people at the same time? No. I don't, I don't think you can be properly... I, I don't think you can be properly in love. You, you're kidding yourself. No, you're kidding yourself if you think you're in love with two people. You're in love with one person. You have those feelings. You know, a, a car... Okay. A 90-mile-per-hour car is driving towards two people... You can only save one of them. You know who you're going to save. That's the person yeah. that you're in care that you're in love with. You know that you can't love two people. So, <laughs> you're not Hugh Hefner. So, you're not Hugh Hefner for Christ's sake. He, he didn't love anyone really. Oh, he secret. loved enough. He loved enough. <laughs> he loved enough for all of us. But you can't be in love with more than one person. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so you do you think then the creatures? more in love with Derek than she's with Bob. I think she's in love with the idea of something different, potentially being happier than she is. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But if Lucretia's best option for freedom out of her current marriage <laughs> is someone that is the opposite to free, then I think she needs to reconsider her options and potentially, I don't know, spread the net a little wider, get, get jotting, get her biro, get one of those old you know you remember those old-fashioned you know kind of ink pens that we used to have at school oh what i thought you were going to say a quill or something but yeah sure well, not sure. quite that get... old i mean laquisha laquisha's a modern lady yeah yeah okay i'm a, i like that i like that Let, let's say laquisha go and find someone who's not in prison there you go there you go and that is a message that you can take to the bank uh that's all the time we've got this week thanks to everyone for listening remember you can catch us all our previous episodes on Acast, Apple Podcasts. As always, please subscribe, rate and review the podcast. If you can, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch normal ways. Uh, thank you to everyone that's listened to the first couple of episodes for the second season. You can just search It's Not A Man's World podcast on the socials as well. As always, hope you stay safe out there. Next week, we're going to talk about people's rather... Tom, strange hobbies, strange interests, aren't we? That may just hinder your love life yeah i'm looking forward to that one seeing what sort of weird stuff people are up to what kind of weird what, stuff you're into well you'll find out next week I'm, it'll, it'll involve some sort of wheelbarrow for sure yeah i mean wheelbarrow hot desking yeah i might need a, pro- a moment to myself in a minute anyway see you soon <laughs> see ya <laughs>